This is Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors, episode 33, Not Alone. Aloha. My name is Ali Lothane. I've been empowering and inspiring others through yoga for over 15 years, specializing in yoga for teens. If you are ready to live life to the fullest and love it along the way, let's enjoy the journey together. Hey guys, how are we doing this week? Today I'm going to share with you one of the most embarrassing experiences that has ever happened to me in my life. Uh, why? One, because I like to keep things light and I feel like we've, you know, we've had some very serious topics of late and I think that we need to laugh at ourselves and never take things too seriously. And two, because when I was thinking about this topic of not alone, this experience came immediately to my mind. And I and I do believe I can draw some really pertinent analogies from that experience that happened 20 years ago that ties into this topic of not alone. This past month, I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of teens and adults around those two words, not alone. For those of you who are Isha Warriors members, you have heard the incredible insights teens have shared on screen with me as we've been doing our weekly yoga. For those of you who follow us on Instagram or Facebook, you've seen many inspirational quotes regarding it. And if you've been one of the events that I've spoken at this past month, we've been vulnerable together discussing this idea of not alone. It is my hope to share with you today just a conglomeration of these conversations. I pray something resonates with you. I pray that you feel validated, that you feel loved. Maybe you'll even laugh. But most of all, that you will be reminded of your worth and that you are not alone. Okay, enough procrastinating from sharing my embarrassing moment. I'm going to dive right in. I think diving in is often the best way to approach uncomfortable things, so here we go. Growing up, I watched my older brother and my dad often go on backpacking trips through the Boy Scout program. You know, at the time, the Boy Scouts didn't offer things like that to girls, and I was a little jealous hearing about trips through the Granddaddy Lakes and the Uintas and trekking through Zion's Narrows. So I decided when I was in college to sign up for just like a random summer backpacking class that was offered through the college. I didn't know anyone else who was going and I had no camping equipment. So we're already starting off on a good foot, right? So as any other poor college student would do, I went to my parents' basement to scrounge from them. What I found were heavy ancient relics that used to be the latest and greatest in camping gear. But undeterred, I excitedly overpacked my backpack with total inexperience, met up with my tent buddy, and hopped onto one of the 15 passenger vans that was going to take all of us on a three-day, or maybe it was even a four-day excursion. I was totally nervous, but ready for adventure. Okay, let's fast forward through the descriptions of beautiful scenery and the parts where people kind of made fun of me for my clunky backpack and my outdated mess kit and my complicated tent. And let's get to the most embarrassing part of this story. It was the middle of the night 
and I woke up because unfortunately I had to go to the bathroom. All the things. I tried to pretend I could just hold it in and go back to sleep or maybe just wait it out until the sun rose, but it was not going to happen. The idea of waking up my tent mate to be my pee buddy was so embarrassing to me. Even though we were supposed to stay together in pairs, I barely knew her and I did not want to inconvenience her. So when I knew explosion was imminent, I bolted from the tent as quietly as possible and I set off with my roll of toilet paper. Not wanting to wake up anyone, I decided I should put a little distance between me and all the tents that were spread out along the mountainside. The woods we'd hunker down in were thick with lots of undergrowth and bushes, and it seemed to me that I could not find a spot clear enough to take care of business without some plant or bush to clean my underparts. So I scurried up and down and up and around, and again putting more and more distance between me and the campsite. My flashlight decided at this point that it would go dim, making it really hard to see anything. I started walking faster as my panic rose. After what felt like eternity, I came to a bit of break in the woods. And thankfully, I avoided the catastrophe that is usually only reserved for toddlers. Oh, my relief was so short-lived, however, because I quickly discovered I had no idea where I was. In my mindless hurry and chaotic scrambling, I hadn't been paying attention to where I was going. Was the campsite below where I was? Did I need to head down? Was it up from where I was? Where had the path gone that I came through through the woods? I was completely disoriented and I couldn't see anything. I sat down hard on a big rock and I tried to stave off the need to cry as I started praying. Because I had left in a hurry, I wasn't dressed for being outside of my sleeping bag and I started to shiver as I begged, please show me how to get back to the group. I waited and nothing happened. No angel came and showed me the way. No light from heaven illuminated my path. The thought that did come to me was, you are going to need to call for help. Oh, please no. That was my response. I was like, oh, please no. The whole reason I had gotten into this predicament was because I was too embarrassed to ask for help from the person that was closest to me in my tent. And now it seemed I was going to have to dial up the embarrassment factor to a hundred times worse. I don't know how long I sat there feeling totally and utterly alone. I rubbed my arms vigorously as I criticized myself for being so stupid. I felt embarrassed, ashamed, overwhelmed. And to be honest, I was a little bitter that God wasn't sending me a miracle and showing me the way back. When my teeth began to chatter, I knew I couldn't put off the inevitable any longer. I swallowed my pride and yelled, help, please help me. I I am lost. I had to shout these words again and again. 
louder and louder till eventually I heard a shout back. And then by and by, flashlight beams peeked through the woods. To my utter horror, every... Sorry, I'm just laughing as I remember this. Every single camper had been awoken. Every single one. As everyone was trying to figure out who was missing and what was going on. I wish I could say they were all super gracious and kind to me and that I was met with hugs and not mostly shrugs of indifference. But they mostly just wanted to get back to sleep, including the lead instructor. The next morning, I became known as the girl that woke everyone up in the night, and the professor let it be known that in all of his years leading college trips like this, he had never had anything like that happen before. Cool, 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 right? (laughs) Oh, there I was, stuck in the middle of nowhere with people I didn't know, with days left in the trip, feeling like an idiot. I had a choice to make. Do I let go of shame, embarrassment, self-criticism, comparison, and bitterness? Or do I become small and quiet, hang my head, a little bit in shame and isolate myself from the group. That day, I chose to focus on the kindness and compassion of my tent buddy who stuck by my side and even made a comment, oh, don't feel bad. It could have happened to anyone. Right. <laughs> no, she didn't say that last part. That's what the thought was in my head. But I chose to focus on the fact that I was doing something I had wanted to do for years. And I didn't want to waste another minute in that place of feeling alone. I remember that the group gave me a nickname and for the rest of the trip they called me by that instead of my real name. I honestly can't even remember what the nickname was. It wasn't anything like terribly mean. It was just, you know, a little reminder of the gift I had given everyone in the middle of the night. I don't remember what the nickname was. I do remember owning it instead of getting upset by it. I was like, all right, guys, that's me. I remember choosing lighthearted banter instead of reacting like I was being picked on. And I chose to continue to be myself, myself, which is a person who holds her head high walks with confidence and connects with other people. It was amazing how quickly people stopped talking about the incident and how I went from feeling like there was no way I would enjoy the rest of the trip to feeling totally a part of the group, endeared to those who hiked by me. Thoughts are incredibly powerful. When we think I am all alone, We immediately feel really toxic emotions that have nothing to do with whether or not we are actually physically alone. It's true. You can be in a room surrounded by people who love you and still feel all alone because of the thoughts you are choosing to think. One teen I talked to this past month said to me, feeling isolated is a choice. 
Isn't it just easier to feel like we're being victims? <laughs> Feeling isolated is a choice. What thoughts can you let go of that are keeping you stuck? What is stopping you from reaching out for help? What can you do to connect more to yourself, to your family, your peers, and your community? Let's revisit my most embarrassing moment. I chose to feel less than because my camping equipment was outdated compared to others. I didn't want to acknowledge my discomfort in the middle of the night and I tried to suppress my own needs instead of taking care of them immediately until it became really critical and I was in a panic. I didn't ask for help from the persons closest to me because I was embarrassed. I let panic and fear take the control of my actions. And then I fed my inner dialogue with thoughts like, you are so stupid. And I invited shame, more fear, judgment, and bitterness. All those things fueled how alone and helpless I felt. Throughout our lives, we have moments and circumstances and dream-shattering experiences that are much more serious than my embarrassing story, but that make us feel as lost and alone as I did on that mountainside 20 years ago. First, increase your self-awareness. Acknowledge the situation. This sucks. <laughs> Lean into that place of discomfort and practice sitting in emotions that don't feel good. Second, recognize and name what you are thinking and feeling. These emotions are coming from somewhere. Play the detective. Figure out where. Don't just keep going along and riding that roller coaster or spiraling down to a black abyss. Recognize and name what you are thinking and feeling. Start to identify what thoughts you are holding on to that keep you in a place of isolation and emptiness. Carol Tuttle once said, your trauma was never your fault, but healing will always be your responsibility and opportunity to have the life you desire. What do you need to let go of so you can allow space for healing and connection? Do you need to let go of comparison? The thief of joy, the thief of self. Do you need to let go of supposed to? Like my life was not supposed to look like this. I wasn't supposed to dot, dot, dot. Let go of shame and embarrassment. Those keep us in a place of hiding. Those keep us in a place of isolation. They block us from getting the help and the love that is so close by. Let go of judgment and criticism. They keep us feeling small. Let go of overwhelm. That keeps us feeling stuck and hopeless. Let go of bitterness. That can consume you. 
Let go of being right. That's a big one. Let go of things you cannot control. And that starts with identifying those things. Like, what is it that you're holding on to that you actually can't control? So you can focus on the things that you do have control over. Let go of timelines. That's such a huge one for me. Like, I should be at this place by now, right? I This should be resolved by now. Let go of timelines. Ruby Carr once said, the irony of loneliness is we all feel it at the same time together. I did a workshop over this past weekend with over 50 women, and it was so fascinating to me in these different classes how similar the struggles of all the groups were. Shattered dreams, emotions and feelings, circumstances, You guys, we are all in this together. It's okay to be honest. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say you are stuck or that you can't begin to let go. We can all relate to those things. Break the silence and break the cycle. For you are more than your pain. You are not alone. And people need people. Jamie Torquaski once said that. As we let go of the thoughts that keep us stuck, as we break the silence and we break the cycle of self-deprecation and isolation, we create space for healing and connection. And the key is to then fill up that space with love and light and laughter. Brene Brown once said, laughter, song, and dance create emotional and spiritual connection. They remind us of the one thing that truly matters when we are searching for comfort, celebration, inspiration, or healing. We are not alone. What are you actively doing to reach out for help and connection? searching for that comfort. Do you have laughter, song, and dance in your life? What can you do to bring more of that in? It could be as simple as beginning to look for connection. Abdul-Bari Khalil once said, when I was alone, I looked to the sky. When I looked to the sky, I wasn't alone. Right after I read the quote, this quote for the first time, I had to take our puppy Mo outside. With these words echoing in my mind, I looked up to the sky and I noticed a plane flying directly overhead me. It was literally a reminder that I was not alone, a reminder that there are billions of people in this world and surely among them, there are people just like me going through what I'm going through, feeling what I am feeling. I have made a point of looking up to the sky every day since. I've seen breathtaking sunrises, puffy clouds that make me smile, a full double rainbow, hawks that soar, and more. Every time, every time I look to the sky, I feel connected to something special. 
something more. And I am filled with joy. Maybe you look to books and listening to other people's stories to feel connected, to find laughter. Famous author C.S. Lewis once said, we read to know we aren't alone. Reading or hearing other people's stories absolutely validates our own experiences. So whether it's looking up to the sky and taking in nature, looking to the divine, to other people in your life, looking into a book or other truly unexpected places, you will be surprised at how connected you can feel. Think the words, I am not alone and start looking for the evidence to support that everywhere. I promise you, even though you are the only one who can fight the battle you are fighting in your own personal boxing ring, there are so many people who are in your corner, cheering you on, willing to support you, wanting to give you aid. Allow them in. Connecting can be scary. It may involve being vulnerable, putting yourself out there, trying something new, reaching out in a way you never have before. But it is rewarding and validating, and I know you can do it. Fill that space with love, light, and laughter, and take the time to identify your strengths. Focus on the things that come easily to you. Focus on the things that are unique to you, that you love about yourself. Think about the things that you find exciting and energizing to do in life. Be so proud of your strengths. Do things that develop your talents and bring you joy. And then also... Own your weaknesses in a lighthearted way. Love all of you. And absolutely don't ever hesitate to ask for help. Ask for help. Don't wait until you feel like you cannot take it anymore and you're going to implode or explode. Ask for help as loudly as you need to until beams of light show up in your life. And then let's turn to others and say as H. Jackson Brown Jr. did, life is slippery. Here, take my hand. We can be there for others. We can be there for others amidst our loneliness, when we've moved through it. As we reach our hand out to others, we are reminded and blessed ourselves that we are not alone. Instead of all of us feeling loneliness at the same time, we can feel strong and connected together. I believe that shattered dreams, pieces of experiences and struggles that we go through aren't accidental. But pieces of a greater picture, small shards of glass, pieced together, creating an incredible mosaic. 
like a stained glass window that you look up with sh light shining through that is breathtaking, spectacular. Each of our lives are like that, piece by piece, being created and shaped into an amazing mosaic, more intricate, more interesting than anything that we'd ever make for ourselves. Our vantage point is so limited so often. So be mindful of what thoughts you choose to bring in every day. And maybe, just maybe, you believe me that you are not alone. Try the thought on. Look for evidence of connection everywhere. And I always want to end my podcast saying, and may the force be with you. I don't know why. My older brother um, served a mission in Croatia, and he would end every letter MTFBWY. May the force be with you. I'm just thinking as I'm closing up here, like every single one of us has a mission. Absolutely. There are things that you were put here on this earth that are unique to you, that you have to offer. Don't ever doubt that. Don't ever doubt your worth. And I just pray that we stop thinking the thoughts, I am alone, and start looking for connections that we can live the big lives that we were created to live and that is my hope for you mtfbwy <laughs> research has shown that doing yoga even just once a week helps balance cortisol levels raises serotonin levels and helps calm the nervous system it also builds not only physical strength but emotional fortitude and self-confidence, all of which are crucial components of maintaining a flourishing mental health. Yisha Warriors offers an eight-week series entitled Freedom from Depression and Anxiety with over 40 yoga videos for all levels of ability, breathing exercises, sleep helps, motivational talks, and weekly journal prompts that promote introspection. It is perfect for the whole family. You become the person who stays grounded, clear-minded, and calm, and you become the most powerful person in the room. Buy the program today and enter in code HAPPY20 to receive $20 off. That code again is HAPPY, all capital letters, 20. Why wait another day to get more peace in your life?